One, two, three. Clap for the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Yeah. That's right. You guys sound awesome. That's awesome right there. Well, let's all be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. So you got them all secure. Hey, Brother Jason, can you um, go ahead and uh, pop the door right there? The, the little uh, thing is up on the wind. Yeah, it's up there. No, not that one, but just the, huh? No, no, no. I'm talking about out there, that door. Yeah, you guys, you know how we pop it at the other church? Yeah. So it's not just, you know, left. Because everybody's secure now, so we don't need to leave it open. Pop it, yeah. Anyway. Particulars, particulars. All right, well, let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for blessing us, blessing us to be here tonight. We thank you for giving us yet another opportunity to sit at your feet and to receive fresh rhema from heaven. I bind the work of the devil right now in the name of Jesus, that there be no distractions, but that your word would go forth and accomplish that which you've sent it to. We thank you, Lord, and we surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost now in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, one, uh, so now did Brother Lee go over there too? Okay, okay, good. I want to make sure because you'll be locked out. <laughs> All right, praise the Lord. All right, well, um, it's Wednesday night. We always preach on faith, and so um, let's get ready for this. Uh, as I mentioned, Sunday, you know, we're putting a big emphasis on God. I mean, I'm, this is going to be the change. It's no longer, oh, what we're not doing and all this. It's all about what is God doing? What can he do? What are we expecting him to do? And so this is what we have to do in, as, a, as a church. We need to put our focus on God. And so I, I want to preach this message tonight entitled, There is no one like our God. There is no one like our God. And so you may face opposition in your life. I mean, there's, you know, if you think that you can go through this life without opposition, then, you know, you're deceived because once you become a Christian, the enemy is after you. He's trying to stop you. But if we understand I'm with God, see, I'm with God. When I'm with God, then everything's going to work out well for me. And I don't have to have all the answers myself, but I just got to know that I'm with God. And so God can do amazing things, right? We're, we're a, a church that has experienced something amazing, right? You guys were if you came to church last Wednesday, well, you didn't because we weren't, didn't have it. But the last time you were in church on a Wednesday, you were not in any place like this. Now we're in a place where we got echoes coming from the mic because the ceilings are so big. You know what I mean? It's like, how did this happen? Like, wait, what? Yeah, you just were at church and this other place. And now you come over and you're like, wow. Well, that's God. It's what God can do. Now, there's opposition, and people will try to say, well, it can't happen and all that. You're going to have that in your life, but you got to just decide that, hey, man, I'm with God. And I'm not trying to figure out what I can do. I'm just staying with God, and I'm trusting what he can do. And now you have to understand that there's no one like our God. Now, go to Job 42, verse 2. We looked at this on Sunday, I believe, in the message translation or one of those, but I want to look at it tonight in the NLT. He says, I know that you can do anything. 
Okay, so you have to be now, in the message, Job was saying, I'm convinced, but I want us to look at this tonight. I know that you can do anything and no one can stop you. What if you live your life like that? You say that about God. I know you can do anything, and guess what? No one can stop you. And so you want to make sure that your allegiance with God is secure. You want to make sure that your reliance upon God is steadfast, that you're relying on God. You're not dependent on anyone else to come through for you. But then you understand that he can do anything and no one can stop him. Now let's go to Psalm 97. We're going to read a few verses in the NLT. Psalm 97, 1 through 7. Now, with this, if you know that God can do anything and no one can stop him, now, he's not asking you to help him or to figure anything out. He is asking you to commit your life to him. He is asking you, will you serve me? Come on, somebody. Will you serve me even if no one else does? Come on. Will you be faithful to me in the midst of a, of a fickle world, of people wavering? Sometimes people believe. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're pressing in. Sometimes they're not. But what about you? Will you, no matter what, make sure your allegiance to God is steadfast? To where God looks down and he says, oh, I know this one here. It doesn't matter if the whole world is turning on them. They're going to stay with me. It doesn't matter if everyone is against this one here. I know they're going to stay with me. And so now you got to know who he is and understand he's not trying to explain himself. He's not trying to convince the world. You know, this is what God is not trying to do. He is not trying to convince the world that he is God. He is not trying to convince the world that he is full of power. He so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that we could be saved. But he is not saying, man, I wish these people would know that I'm God. I wish they would know how much power I got. He is not. God never thinks about that. He loves people, so he gives them an opportunity to be with him, but he is never thinking about, oh man, they just don't recognize my power. God never thinks like that. And so we just have to be convinced that we know who he is. And so it's Psalm uh, 97, verse 1. He says, the Lord is king. How many of y'all believe that? Amen. I mean, is he king in your life? Like, for real? I mean, think about it. The Lord is king. Let the earth rejoice. Let the farthest coastlines be glad. Next verse. Dark clouds surround him. Righteousness and judge justice are the foundation of his throne. Stop right there. I mean, we're talking about the foundation See, we may in our lives try to live clean. And we talked about that Sunday. I said, hey, don't try, just let God do it. But we may have a, a bar that we set for ourselves. But for God, righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. That's what his throne is built on. Amen. So he is at that highest level, that highest mark. Next verse. Fire spreads ahead of him and burns up all his foes. What? Fire goes, listen, God does not have to get up to do anything. God does not have to get up and stretch out to do anything. There's such great power. 
fire spreads ahead of him and burns up all his foes. That's why you don't worry about what the devil's doing. This is the problem that we have in our world. The devil is really depending upon you to believe in him. He's really depending on the church to trust in his power. But the truth is he has no power. And especially when we start to compare him to God. Uh, his lightning flashes out across the world. The earth sees and trembles. Next verse. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. You know, I was here doing some work earlier today and I just happened to walk up and I, and there was a break in the rain, but I caught such a beautiful picture of the mountains. It's like in this church, we're, we're kind of up on a hill. And so if you are ever come here and it's a nice day and you look back out towards the back, beautiful, just such a beautiful landscape. Well, I'm thinking of these mountains. We can't make mountains. But then this Bible is letting us know mountains melt. What? Mountains melt like wax before the Lord. This is expressing his power. But yet, how could we be a people ever disturbed or bothered or nervous or afraid of what? Of who? When we say we got God, right? When we say, you know, I'm, I'm with God, man. I, I got God. Well, if you got him, you all not worry about a thing. I'm telling you. Because his power is so great. All you got to do is say, Lord, I just want to be closer to you. I want to get closer to you. I want to know that I am doing what you want me to do. And that is what I want, right? The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his righteousness. Every nation sees his glory. Those who worship idols are disgraced. Stop right there. Those who worship idols, this idol worship is really big. People are worshiping other people. They're worshiping their job titles. They're worshiping their houses. They're worshiping their cars. They're worshiping status. They're worshiping all kinds of stuff. And God is not pleased because he's a jealous God. And so those who worship idols, see, idol worship is not just uh, going up and bowing to a statue. Idol worship is when you put anything before God. When you make anything more important than your God. God considers that idol worship. Those who worship idols are disgraced. All who brag about their worthless gods. See, people bragging about, you know, there's so many people that they have confidence in their wealth. They have confidence in uh, whatever, their status, their influence, whatever it may be. But to God, it's all worthless. And he says, for every God must bow to him. So that God is a little G. So every little G that people have uh, exalted, that thing has to bow to God. And that's one thing that I want to make sure I, I just stay in that place in my life where I'm always keeping the right perspective. God is big. As long as I stay with him, I'm going to be all right. I can be big too. I can experience big things, but apart from him, I'm not even a flake of dust. 
And if people start to understand that, they will remain in that place of humility. They'll stay in that place where they say, you know what? I'm just going to trust him. I'm just going to trust God. I'm just going to stay with him. I'm going to love him. I'm going to obey him. I'm going to bow before him. And now, when you start to look at how big our God is, then that helps you when it comes to faith, right? So we start talking about faith. Well, I think sometimes, um, probably, there's probably been some misteaching in regards to faith. And, you know, sometimes we think, well, man, you got to have faith. You got to have faith for your healing. You got to have faith for your money. You got to have faith for this, faith for that. But really, where all of that must start is you have to have faith in God. That's where everything starts. So go to Mark eleven twenty two. Just the short verse. We already know this. Praise God. Amen. And uh, Jesus answered them, said unto them, have faith in God. So have faith in God. Now, if I'm going to have faith, some people have faith in themselves. You ever met people like that? They have faith in themselves. Some people have faith in the government. They have faith in, you know, a lot of people have faith in the weatherman. The weatherman says it's going to be this, it's going to be that. They take it to the bank. But you know, God could change that. Amen. Sometimes you could change it. If God says, speak against it, speak to the storm, right? Well, a lot of times if everybody's preparing, well, it's going to be like this. It's going to, well, they're developing faith. They have faith in that. But what's most important is that we have faith in God. And Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. And so when we understand, I'm going to have faith in God. Now, it's okay to have a positive self-image. It's okay to believe that you can do some things. But you know what? That can be somewhat dangerous because you will get out there and you'll start to depend on you. If you ever start to depend on yourself, you're in trouble. I'm telling you right now. If you ever start to depend on yourself, you're in trouble. Because now you've allowed faith in yourself to be exalted over your faith in God. See, when I have faith in God, I humble myself before him and I quickly recognize, Lord, I don't have this. But I know you do. Lord, I can't work this thing out. But I know you got it. Have faith in God. Let's go to Psalm 62.8. Psalm 62.8. Trust in him at all times. So what does that mean? So that means all the time. That's what you're going to do. All the time you're going to trust in God. Trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart before him. Now, what I would encourage you to do in your walk with the Lord is be transparent with God because he sees everything anyway. So I'm challenging you to go before God and open up your heart. Go before God and pour out. If you got a need, if you got anything you're dealing with, go to God and just cry out before him. You don't have to go to God and you don't have to try to, uh, you know, appear to have everything together because God already knows. But if you could pour out your heart before God, then now you see God do great things. Trust in him at all times. Now, let me emphasize this, this trust that's to rely on him, but it's like at all times. So are there any times now I'm just, you know, this Wednesday night we're teaching here, but are there any times where we can be independent of God? The answer is a quick no. 
And so trust in him at all times. So what does that mean? I'm going to need God to keep me even if I drive to the store. I'm going to need God to keep me even if I'm walking up my stairs, right? You know, you walk up your stairs, if you have stairs in your home, you walk up those stairs all the time. And you don't even think about, hey, I'm getting ready to go up the stairs. You just do it. But do you know that people have fallen down stairs and broke their neck? And so for me, I'm like, Lord, you, you know, you got to keep me when I go up the stairs. You got to keep me when I go down the stairs. You got to keep, come on, somebody. You got to keep me when I step outside. You got to keep me. And if you understand that the Lord is your keeper, if he's your keeper, you'll never get caught up keeping yourself. If he is your keeper, you'll never get caught up keeping yourself. But if you start keeping yourself, then now you start to feel pressure. And what God has revealed to me is that when I start to feel pressure, then I am not leaning on him. Because if I lean on him, there is no pressure. But if I feel pressure, if I feel uh, somewhat overwhelmed, then that's God reminding me. Oh, so you got this, huh? Okay. And you never want God to say, well, go ahead and do what you can do. I never want him to say that to me. I want him to see me as one that's humbly dependent for everything. I have no plans. I have no plans for, I mean, I could pray and I can have expectations, but I don't have plans for anything. I'm dependent on God. I need him to do everything. And there's nothing wrong with us being like that as a people. There's nothing wrong with staying in that place of humility where you're just humbly dependent upon God. And God starts to really show you his power. And he was speaking to me and he was helping me to understand if labor is present, the anointing is absent. Mm. If labor is present, the anointing is absent. And he also told me that the anointing is not labor-driven, but God-given. Hmm. So if I'm anointed, the labor is not there. And so now, how do I know that I'm entering into labor versus the anointing? Well, I start to feel the weight of what I'm doing. And so if I'm working and I'm starting to feel the weight of what I'm doing, I'm starting to feel the stress, I'm starting to feel the load of what I'm doing, if labor is present, the anointing is absent. So now what I've done is I've started to work it out myself. Now what do you do when you start to step into those situations? You got to step back and you got to say, Lord, I release this because I need the anointing. The anointing flows and the way the anointing works, it flows freely and effortlessly. And so it's like um, a moment ago, we heard water flowing down that pipe. It was just flowing. Well, we'll see things happen and you see stuff is just moving and it's, it's flowing. If you've ever had the opportunity to see a river or be in a river, you're just like amazed at how this thing is flowing. I remember having an opportunity to go to uh, Jackson, what was that thing called? Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I went there on a work trip and, and we went on a, they took us on a raft, you know, and man, it was amazing how that thing was just flowing. It was flowing 
and we didn't have much to do with it. You know, it's not like, um, you know, you see people like, we're going to make this. No, you just better hold on. <laughs> You're going to hold on and, and just, you know, make it to the end of that thing. But when something is flowing, you know, we talked about, was that 2023 when we said the fast flowing waters of the Lord? And, and God was prepping us, right? It was 2023, but then he had this. Some of y'all have no idea how fast this whole move was. You have no My wife knows, but you don't even have any idea of, of how much stuff is happening so fast to where it's like, whoa, what is going on? And, but it's the fast flowing waters of the Lord. And so, but if I trust God, then his flow is already flowing. I just need to get in it. I don't need any oars. Why do I need oars? Because I'm not steering. See, when you get in a boat like that and you use those oars, you use those to steer. Well, when it's God's flow, you're not steering. You're just riding along. Now, if you can allow yourself to get into that place, what if you did that? What if you just said, I'm not worried about anything. And people said, well, what about this? What about that? God's got it. But what if you really believe that? To where you believe this so much, oh, God's got it. No, you know, I, I, okay, I get it. I know you said God's got it, but what about this? God's got that too. Well, if we start to understand and live that way, we can experience, I'm talking about great peace, but also great breakthrough, great things happening for you. Because a lot of times, God... Things won't happen until you release them. And so you think you've released them, but God will give you indication like you're still holding on, you're still holding on. When you start thinking about stuff too much, you start trying to take it into your own control. You haven't released it. And so when you haven't released it, you can't have what he wants to give you. And so he says, trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. And then he adds, Selah means pause. Look at your name and say, you're going to have to pause. Man, was, isn't it hard to pause, like, in the body of Christ or just living your Christian life? Pause, because, you know, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to pray, you got to do all that. Sometimes you just got to be still and know that he is God. But now, this all starts from me trusting. If I'm trusting him, see, God is only, we're only going to go as far as God takes us. I am convinced of that. This is, and I've had, you know, a lot of challenges as a pastor, and it's hard to open yourself up like that to where you're saying, okay, God, I know you got everything, because uh, our, our human nature causes us to think, and, you know, but I'm convinced that where the life is only going, where God takes it. I mean, if, if as far as he was going to take us was our other building, then that was it. If, if this is it, this is it. It doesn't matter. Because it's on him. I can't make anybody do anything. I can't say, oh, well, you know. I mean, I can speak what God tells me to speak. But at the end of the day, it's on him. I have to release things. You know, when you, when you start getting it, and obviously this is the topic of discussion because it's new to us. But when you get into stuff like this, there's so many red tape issues. There's all kind of things we got to... You know, I'm talking on the phone to people. You know, we still got to get our, our HVAC system 
in here where we can have air conditioning and heating and but there's such a process and then if i'm not careful then i can get wrapped up in some stuff that god doesn't want me to be wrapped up in so god will just tell me simple stuff like i have that don't worry about it. do this or that so i just do what he tells me so i'll be if i'm here and they say you know do this or that I just do it. But I don't worry about all this other stuff. I can't because if I start to do that, then now, let me tell you this. You can't trust God and yourself. So this is where it's challenging because in every area of life, every other area of life, you have to have some trust in yourself. You have to have some trust in your coworkers or or whatever. Like if you work a job, you have to be dependent on this other person to do their part, right? I know we all in here, man. But you have to say, okay, I got this part. This is what I'm supposed to do. But then now I need this person to do their part. And then we're all going to be able to get our assignment done and our task. But when it comes to God, he don't want you trusting yourself and him. So you say, oh, well, I know I got this. No, I don't. So that's like the person you trust at work. Let's say it's a coworker or something. And you trust him to do their part. Well, it's almost like you, when it comes to God, God is like, you're the other person. And then you say, well, I don't trust, I don't trust me. Well, how would your co- co-worker feel if you said, I really don't trust you. We got to get all this stuff done and I know you got to do your part, but I don't trust you. Now you wouldn't be mean, but what God, when it comes to God, what he wants you to do is he wants you to know it's all him. Oh, can I get amen right there? It's all him because some people will hide behind, man, ah, I'm, I'm not opposed to education. I'm not opposed to uh, um, training and, and, you know, developing, becoming uh, skilled at what you do. That's, that's good. You know, that, that's okay. You could study, and, but don't study yourself out of the anointing. That's one thing I will say. Don't study yourself out of the anointing. Don't train yourself out of the anointing because the anointing is always going to be faster and greater and better than any training because the anointing is flowing from heaven. And so now it's flowing into your life and you'll be able to do stuff with such skill and such, uh, you know, perfection without the labor part. And then now, but you have to be willing to not hide behind any credentials. Amen. You can't hide behind credentials. You see, pastoring is in a different category. It's, it's one of those things where you are dependent on God. Now, some people are not careful with this and they, you know, they depend on themselves and then they get themselves a, a group of people who help to mold them. Right. And so that's how you got pastors that become entertainers and, you know, they're doing all this type of stuff. And they're getting a lot of amens, they're getting a lot of emotionalism going on, but there's not a lot of deliverance because only the anointing can bring the deliverance. Only the anointing can bring the freedom. And so people, when they get themselves like that, where they're depending on other people now, they just promote them. But for me, I'm just like, Lord, you got it. It's not you. I'm not going to be able to do anything. And when you stay like that, then you realize it's all God. So in your life, are you okay with saying, it's all God. 
Are you okay with saying, like, I have, I have nothing to do with my success? Oh, man. See, now that's where people really get, you know, because in the world, we like to give out trophies. Come on, y'all. We like to give out awards. We like to give out plaques. You know, I, I heard something from a powerful uh, sales trainer. Um, it might have been John Maxwell. He's, he's, very, uh, he's a Christian, but he's a very powerful sales trainer. But he said, you know what I do with every award? After I get it, I put it in a box. Because after you get that award, it means nothing. Because now it's on to the next year. So if I did all these great things this year and I got all these wonderful things and it really doesn't matter after the award ceremony. And so he would just put them in a box. And it's like, wow. So, you know, like in our world today, a lot of people, they hide behind, like I said, credentials or whatever. They get, what do they want? You ever seen somebody with a business card that has so many things after the name? They got the name and then they got da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. In the kingdom, none of that matters. What matters is me, very small, God, very big. And I'm with God, and so guess what? I'm doing big things because I serve a big God. And I'm going to always keep God above me. And so trusting him at all times, you people, pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge. So that refuge, that refuge is a shelter. It is a place of protection. It protects you from danger. And God is the one that's doing that. Amen. Amen. And so really in our times, it doesn't matter what happens. Like what's going on? Is there going to be this? Is there going to be a bad economy? Is there going to be a good economy? Is there going to be crazy weather? Is it going to be, what does that matter to God? Nothing can shake him. Amen. And so if you live like that, then you're going to have great peace and you're going to see that you're in that place of being protected from from harm and you you can't even be stopped. Go to Psalm 20, verse 7. King James. Some trust in chariots. So here here goes uh, some of the, the emphasis here in the word. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. And so what does that mean to remember? It's not like they forgot the name. It's their remembering in terms of reminding, right? How many know you got to remind yourself? You know, when you're going through something, you got a challenge, you got to remind yourself, I'm going to remember the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run in and they're safe. And so you got to always remember, let me fall back on who am I with? Who am I with? Make sure you know that you can say, yes, I'm with God. And so some trust in chariots. So you know what? People are going to trust in what they trust in. But what I can say I'm going to do is I'm going to trust God. And now when I trust God, I'm not, I'm not. Listen, once again, I can't trust God and myself. Amen. I'm going to have to pick either I trust him or I trust me. And then here's one thing I cannot do is if I trust him, I can't be complaining about everything. Because if I'm complaining about everything, I don't trust him. So either one of two things has happened. If I'm in a situation in my life where I'm starting to complain, I'm starting to get, uh, 
you know, become, you know, discontent or whatever. I'm, I'm starting to like, ah, man, one of two things has happened. One, I've taken my eyes off of God. Or two, I started doing something that he never told me to do. Oh, come on, y'all. Come on, let me help you with this. Because if he's in control and I'm going through it, then guess what? He'll give me peace in the midst of the storm. Come on, somebody. If he told me to travel on those waters, then guess what? Even though the waters are rough, I'm going to find peace in the midst of that. But if I went out there and got into some waters he didn't tell me to get into, then now I'm going to be discontent with that experience because he's going to allow me to experience discomfort. Because he wants me to experience it and he wants me to recognize quickly that I have stepped out of his will. Because if he don't let me feel that. Now, you want to be one that's uh, sensitive to the Holy Spirit and allow him to show you things that he's trying to show you. Because if you are in that second category that I said, I started doing something that he never told me to do then you want the Holy Ghost to tell you quick. That's why you can't get no sleep. Come on, somebody. That's why you have no peace. That's why. Don't try to fight it out and say, oh, man, I got to. No, you might need to stop and say, Lord. Where are you at? And God will say, I'm over here. On the plan that I had for you. I'm on plan A. Oh, where are you? Oh, it looks like you're on plan B. Now you can do something with that discomfort that you feel. Now here's, you're going to have a couple of options. When you have, you experience discomfort in your life, if it's God, if it's God's will, let me help you with this. If it's God's will and it gets rocky and rough, oh, it's going to get smooth. Oh, it's going to work out. But if it's not God's will, then he will allow you to experience that. And then you'll say, oh, man, this is not right. This is not working out. He will allow you to experience that feeling, those that discomfort. And then he will allow you to do something about it. He will allow you to say, Lord. I might have stepped out of your will on this. I'm just Lord, help me. He will allow you to do that or. He will also allow you to continue until you enter into the point of becoming numb. And now you become numb and you're numb outside of the will of God. And now you don't feel the discomfort that you felt originally because you just kept on going and then you got numb to it. See, there's a reason that you feel things. There's a reason, you know, uh, we can try. I'm, I'm, I'm always saying we can't get into our emotions, but man, we have some, y'all ever heard of intuition and stuff like that? We have some stuff, man. We got an inner witness and the Holy Ghost is like, oh, you yeah, something ain't right. Well, you don't want to get numb because now what is wrong, you don't feel the discomfort anymore. So you think it's okay. Well, it's just delayed failure. And the enemy will use that to destroy your life. Amen? And so if we just 
make sure that we're at that place where we're going to trust God, we're going to trust him and stay in his perfect will, no matter what's going on, no matter what everybody else is doing, we're going to remember the name of the Lord. We're going to remember our God. We're going to remember that he's the one that has the answers. He's the one that knows what's right for me. I'm going to remember him. I'm never going to exalt anyone above God, including myself. And so now we start thinking about this. Okay, I'm trusting in God. Well, when you we just talk about faith, you know, faith is not about believing what we can do. I think that's where some of the teachings on faith have gone. They've gone to this place where people have faith in their ability to do something. And so they have faith in, you know, um, well, we can call them keys to the kingdom. And not all of this is wrong. I'm not saying that, but I'm just telling you where I am. I'm going to stay humble. I'm just going, I've chosen, I've chosen the God way. I just want what God has. I don't want, you know, I don't want to be some person that I'm making something happen. I don't want to make nothing happen. I want to know that it's God. God. I want to know. I mean, I still pray prayers and some people might consider this weak prayers, but I say, Lord, if that ain't, if that ain't in your will, shut that down. Just shut it down. Don't even let me go up in there. Just close the door, slam it tight. I don't want nothing to do with it. I do. I pray stuff like that. I don't, I don't assume that I got some, some level of discernment or something where I can just, you know, I'm just like, Lord, only your will. That's all I want. And so, but faith is not about believing what we can do, but what God can do. That's what faith is. What God can do. Believing what God can do. And now you're putting all of your trust. Look at your name and say all. Man. All of your trust. Can, can we do that? Can we live like that? Let's say what? Oh, you mean all of your trust? Now, this is not a cop-out. This is just, this is where we were supposed to stay. You know, even in faith, we will be considered maybe some type of a faith ministry or something. Somebody might call us that. Well, you know, they preach the word over there, or they're this or they're that. I don't really care what category we fall in, but at the end of the day, I don't care how many scriptures you know, you were never supposed to get become so advanced that where you are not humbly dependent on God. Now you got enough scriptures and now you're dependent on yourself and your knowledge of the word. How I many know oh, you depend on God? You lay out before God. He'll give you some scriptures you didn't know yet. <laughs> He'll give you some word that, oh, wait, Lord, that wasn't in my confessions. And sometimes you get locked in them confessions. You get locked in the stuff you know. You get locked in a way of life. But God don't want you stuck in that box because now I'm humbly dependent on God so I can soar, I can go higher. God's got new revelation. How many know God is unfolding scriptures and word and he's unfolding stuff beautifully every day? And if you be open, boy, you can just get all kind of good stuff coming into your life every day. Amen? Amen. And so faith is not about believing what we can do. I mean, because, and then here's the other side of this. I'm telling you, God's just changing a lot of stuff with the revelation he's bringing. You know, the reason God doesn't want us to be so dependent on that then 
It's like, if something goes wrong for a person, here's where we're guilty as people of faith. We'll say, oh, they must be speaking the wrong thing. Oh, I can't get aim. Y'all not going to be honest up in here. Oh, they must be speaking the wrong thing. Or they are, you know, well, he, faith is probably weak. You know, you, you wouldn't have caught that cold if you had more faith. What is that? Think about it. We've all been there. And we all can come to a conclusion. Why? Because in our little minds, I'm speaking to myself too. I'm not, I'm, I'm speaking to myself. In, in our little minds, we always see the way our mind works. One plus one equals two. And so there's always cause and effect. Well, you know what? If you weren't eating all that terrible food, you wouldn't feel so bad. We got a reason for everything. Well, God doesn't really want us getting like that because now we're putting everything on people and we don't even pay attention to a devil. How many know some people just getting attacked flat out? It doesn't mean that they're, oh, he must be, you must be speaking death on you. No, the devil tried to snipe him. But yet we're blaming the people. But see, when you stay in that place of humility with God and you just humble before God and it's like, it's all you, I'm just going to trust you. Well, guess what? I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm staying humble. So I ain't got time to judge somebody else. I ain't got time to be talking about, well, you know, these people catching the flu because they ain't got no faith. At the end of the day, what does that really matter? Who am I to even think like that about somebody? Amen. I must think that there is a, a faith key or something. There's like a faith little thing. This stuff ain't a gimmick, man. This is a lifestyle. This is a about us humbly depending on God and serving him sacrificially and having one person to please, which is him. That's it. It doesn't matter what it is. That's what this life that we're living is about. And so it's all about what God can do. And when you stay in that place, telling you, man, he could take you higher than you've ever gone. And you know, I've learned God start to reveal to me some things that are weights. And so sometimes if you're trying to do some... Uh, Let's say you're trying to do some exercise or you're trying to do something. Sometimes you might want to find out what's weighing you down. Right? You know, like let's say you had to get up and go run or do some some strenuous exercise. You want to find out what's making you sluggish. Sometimes you got to get rid of some stuff. Well, there are weights that get around us in our ankles, in in our spirit. And some of those weights come from us paying too much attention to other people. And God is revealing that to me so quick. That's a weight. Why are you trying to soar with me with ankle weights? Well, what's ankle weight? Well, you you spend you sure spend a lot of time um, talking about what that family's doing or what they're doing or who what who's doing or what who's not doing, and you sure spend a lot of time in that. God does not want me focusing on nobody but me and Him. Amen. And then He wants me to go as far. As he will take me. But I can't go there if I'm talking about every. It's just like us as a church. I've been guilty of this and I'm not going to do it anymore. I could be talking about what the other church is doing. This church is in them. They don't teach it this way. I don't care. I mean, they teaching what they teaching. They doing what they doing. What's that got to do with me? 
God is not going to tell me, or he's not going to judge me based on what someone else is doing. He's going to judge me based on what I'm doing. Am I obeying him? Am I doing exactly what he called me to do? See, you know what God told me today is he let me know I have an assignment. Well, we have Wednesday night church. Hey, everything's not perfect, right, man? We don't even have the heat on up in this mug. It's cold. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but stuff is working. Man, we don't have a lot of members, you know, up in here tonight or what. But God told me we got an assignment. You got an assignment. So that you know what he's going to judge me for at the end of this night? Did I obey him? He's not going to judge me based on who showed up. Uh, was the, were, did the cameras work? Was there good lighting? Was there, he, he's not going to judge me on that. He's going to judge me on, did you do what I told you to do? Amen. And if I can't say yes, Lord, nothing else matters. That's, that's what I want to emphasize. I'm going to emphasize that as the pastor of this church. Hey, man. I want every member paying attention to themselves. Y'all in here with me. I want every member to pay attention to themselves. Don't worry about what somebody else is doing. Uh, You know, they always come late to church. So what? What's that got to do with you? Were you late? How about you just make sure you do what you're supposed to do? Amen? I mean, because we can get distracted... Oh, you know, oh man, it's just, uh, what are these people doing? They're, they're, you know, I don't like the way Brother Mark is looking at me right now. (laughs) Oh, I knew I could get a smile out of it. But think about it. Some of the stuff, you know, some of the stuff that we do and we pay attention to really doesn't matter. What matters is, are we doing what God said? Are we trusting God? Do we trust him enough to give him full control of our lives? And I'm telling you, man, if I do that, now I'm open to what God's got. See, because I'm limited, I can limit myself when I focus on other people too much. I limit myself. That's why I I really don't watch too much, you know, stuff. Because I really don't want to know. I don't want to know what everybody's doing. Because I don't want to be distracted. I just want, God, what you got for us? Because, you know, we could be judged enough by the world. Well, you don't have this. You don't have that. And? But I tell you what we do have, God. And when the dust settles, that's all that's going to matter. It ain't going to matter if you had a dynamic praise team. Oh, man, these guys... It's so amazing. At the end of the day, I mean, uh, we received that. We received that from God. I'll I'll receive that from him. But I'm not going to dwell on that. I'm not going to dwell on anything. I'm just, Lord, I trust you. I love you. Thank you. Thank you so much for what you've done. I have plenty of things that if I'm not careful, I can complain about it. But I'm not going to do that. And I'm as your pastor, I'm going to teach you the best way I can so that you be laser focused and you just say, man, I'm, I'm so locked into God, it's almost like I got blinders on. Sometimes there'll be negativity that you actually will not notice. 
you won't even notice it. It could be something going on, you won't notice it because you got these blinders on and you just focus on God. Doesn't mean you don't care about people, but if you want to get what God has for you, you're going to have to focus on him. You're going to have to put your eyes on him and keep your eyes on him alone and trust him and trust him with all of your heart. Now, when you do that, now that's having faith in God. See, having faith in God is not like having some confessions and saying some this and saying some that. Even we do it around here. We say, you know, people are sick or something. I'm experiencing the healing. Well, that's cool. That's fine. But that ain't like no super faith. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no, don't speak that, brother. I know I, I'm the main one to be on y'all. So don't, you know, if anybody, if, if, if God's getting on anybody, it's me. But at the end of the day, what really matters? What matters is, did you, do you trust God? Amen. What matters is God, is God your master? Now, I do believe that the Holy Ghost, when you bow like that, the Holy Ghost will transform you and he'll give you new language and, and he'll change your words and he'll do that. But this ain't about us doing it. Because, see, when we get caught up in that, then we know how to keep it together as long as we're around the right people. Amen. That's just, see, we get caught up in it, we know how to keep that, you know, I know how to speak the right thing. Because, oh, hey, wait, that, oh, that's a, that's a word of life, people, so let me change up. Come on now. But when you just trust God, it just, everything you do is, comes from him. I got one to please, and so I'm going to be who I'm going to be. But the reason I'm that way is because I trust God. I want to please God. I'm not getting caught up in no cliches and gimmicks and this and that. I just want to trust God because I want what God has. How many of y'all want what God has? I don't, listen, I don't even want what I can get. I don't want what I can come up with or I can conjure up. I want what God has. Because what God has is so much bigger We think we had a big come up just by getting in this building. This is small potatoes to God. This thing ain't nothing to God. He's just giving us a chance. He's really just giving us a chance to see and to open our eyes. And he wants to see now how we act when he does something, something that's above us. Now, how are you going to act? Are you going to? All of a sudden now put your trust in different things. Okay, so now you got a new building. So now are you going to now be hyper protective of the building? You know, when you get a new car, come on somebody, you don't want, you, you don't want to find that parking space. You say, hey, hold on, let me back it. Wait, wait, this is a look. Ooh, I'm not parking next to that car because that's a, that's a bucket. <laughs> and so you're trying to pick your parking spaces, right? Well, so God gives you something new. So what you going to do? Are you going to be all hyper, oh, is that, you need to wipe your feet. We're going to protect the carpet. We're going to protect the walls. We're going to protect everything. Why? Right? Just like pants. What if you put on pants and you're just like, I'm going to protect these. I'm not going to sit down because these pants, I've got to keep these pants. They're for wearing this church, I'm telling you guys this because we're going to have a bunch of people coming in here and a lot of them will be unchurched. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. See, yeah, a lot of them will be unchurched. And so you're going to be uncomfortable because you're going to be like, what? 
they have their little kid putting their feet on the chairs. Come on. And now you're going to be uncomfortable unless you just trust God. Unless you just say, this ain't nothing but a building. I ain't even worried about it. Because I'd be more excited about a family getting saved than keeping some carpet clean. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you that right now. I'd be more excited about somebody getting delivered than me over here looking, looking at somebody funny because they come in here wearing something that I don't think is appropriate. See, that's putting our mind on things that don't matter. I started out this sermon tonight talking about we got to keep the main thing the main thing. That's why we're going on outreach. Building is just a building, but souls is what's pleasing to God. Amen. Now, when we get ourselves in that vein, we start to understand what God can give us. Ephesians, go to Ephesians 3.20. What time is it? Oh, I'm about to finish here. Ephesians 3.20. So it says, God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His spirit deeply and gently within us. Go to this verse in the Amplified Classic. Now this is, you know, because he's in us and his action and his power, but I want to uh, go down. He says he's able to carry out his will, but go down. And now he's able to do super abundantly. See that? Super abundantly, far over and above all that we dare ask. Infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, and dreams. You can't even grab it. That's why it's so important for you to flow in God's water. It's important for you to let God take you where he's going to take you. And don't resist. Just let him do it and watch what he does. And we'll close over here with Matthew eleven twenty eight and 30 in the message translation. Uh yeah, we've, we've covered this a lot, but are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? This is what people do. They get burned out all the time. And then this is what God says, come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Look at this. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. You know, with God, you can't force anything. When you are forcing something to happen, it's you and not him. So sometimes you just got to wait and let him do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And this is what I want for us as a church. I want us to just stay in that place where, like I said earlier, if labor is present, the anointing is absent. I want you to remember that for tonight. If labor is present, the anointing is absent. The anointing is not labor-driven, but God-given. So that means anything that I'm doing and I'm anointed to do it, I'm not going to be all worn out by it. I'm going to be able to flow through that thing because the anointing is released over my life. And your anointing, the the anointing that God gives you is going to be uh, given to you if you follow his instruction. And so how do do we do this? Just pray, Lord, what, what you want me to do? Where you want me to be? 
How long you want me to stay there? What's your, and then he'll start talking to you and he'll start unfolding this beautiful plan. Amen. You guys believe that tonight? Amen. You, you ready to get thawed out? Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Everybody looking at Jason's jacket. Amen. Jason's brother Lee. I'm saying, man, now some good jackets right there, man. I might have to get one, you know, but um, we're going to be all right. We're going to have us some good heat and everything going on in here soon. Amen. Main thing we need is we got to get that AC before this weather changes. Y'all already know when that summer hits, boy. Woo. Amen. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for blessing us, blessing us to be here tonight. We thank you for giving us yet another opportunity to sit at your feet and to receive this word that went forth. Lord, I know you've got greater in store for us. I know, Lord, that you've got miracles. You've got miraculous wonders. You've got so many things that you're going to bring into our lives. But I'm praying right now for everyone that is here, everyone watching, that we all step into that place where we learn this rhythm of grace. We learn this freedom. We learn that we don't have to try and sweat and hustle for anything. We can receive everything you have for us and we trust you. Maybe you're watching this right now and you don't know Jesus as Lord. We want you to know that's where everything starts for you. If you would just give your life over, he would do great things with your life. And I'm telling you, it'll be the best decision that you've ever made. In church, let's repeat this prayer so that anyone who hears this message will know how to receive Jesus as Lord. Repeat after me. Jesus, please forgive me for all of my sins. I commit my life into your hands. This day, I am saved. Do with me as you please and fill me with the power of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap for the Lord, amen.